Today's show is sponsored by our friends at Action247.com, Tennessee's only sports book by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. And yes, football's over. We miss it. Before you know it, it'll be March Madness, NBA and NHL playoffs, hopefully the MLB. But there's a lot going on. There are parlays all week. So make sure to check out Action247.com. Look and see what some of those parlays are. But this Sunday, we're turning left. It's Daytona 500 day. Bet on the race. They'll give you 50% of your stake back if it doesn't hit. Only at Action247.com. Use code DADS100. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. And if you're a bourbon group, a store, maybe you're a podcast or a distillery, and you want to buy laser etched glassware at wholesale prices, make sure to check out distilleryproducts.com. They also have awesome swag like mirror and flasks and stirs and all sorts of good stuff. We use them for our glasses. You should too. Reach out to me and I'd be happy to get you in touch with Carson, Janie, Vicky, all the good folks, distilleryproducts.com. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Orca Coors. And if you use code DADSEASON at Orca Coors, you will save 20% on your order. And they just got those collegiate Coors in. I know, because I just got a 40-quart Kentucky Cooler. I'm so pumped about. You can get them, too. They have all sorts of teams, NCAA teams. They have NFL teams. They have MLB teams. Check them out at orcacoolers.com. They have tumblers. They have those whiskey barrel tumblers. If you use code DADSEASON, they'll save up to 20% at orcacoolers.com. Okay, it's Valentine's Day, and we're spending the night together. I don't know if that says more about us, or I don't know. But I know that you have a cold open that you have been itching to get out for Valentine's Day. Well, I took some pills. She took the dogs, now it's all gone to hell. She's gone to her mom's, and I took up drinking since she took the time to tell me I took the best years of her life. I think a dog just died. everyone my name is john edwards with me as always is uh the next american idol zeke baker wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us part of your day and you make fun of my singing that sounded like a struggle did you make it through because you think it sounds good i know i sound like two cats in an alley mauling one another no i actually don't like my (laughs) voice i just sing anyway but I enjoy it. I sing like I sound like I enjoy it, but I am very self-conscious of my voice. I mean, there's a reason I'm a big Kid Rock fan. (laughs) What I tell people when I played covers and bars, I said, what I lack in talent, I make up for in personality. That's kind of where I, I feel my voice is at. I almost made you spit up your drink. It was great. I got you at the perfect time. Oh, this is shaping up to be a great show, which I need. I have a lot of shit going on right now. My truck is leaking coolant. want to give a shout out to my boy Ryan for helping me out with that. My computer, for a good 20 minutes before we were starting to do this, my computer wouldn't get past a total black screen. There's so much going on in the world right now. I'm flying home this week to go take care of my parents 
And because of that, we're recording some shows on Valentine's Day so that we can get ahead. We have some interviews too, so we are not doing those tonight. But Zeke and I are going to record some fun shows. There's going to be another one. We won't tell you which one it is. You'll have to guess. But we're recording more than one show tonight. It is good to see your face, buddy. I mean, I can't imagine any other face you'd rather see it. 10 30 on valentine's day i can name about 500 <laughs> that i would like to see before yours but you are 500th on the list if that makes you feel better 501 so i do have to talk about the super bowl super bowl was last night i don't know how much you got to watch this could have been a cold open in and of itself i was stupid enough at two o'clock in the afternoon to order buffalo wild wings and i was told i had a pickup time at 610 which yes was in the middle of the super bowl but you scheduled it ahead of time or you literally ordered it at two and they told you be here at six ordered it two, and they said be here at six but it was like for immediate pickup not like hey i'm gonna come get this later cool yeah it was so many people had ordered buffalo wild wings out of here yeah so then by the time that happened though i had already paid on the app so it was like too late i couldn't cancel I mean, I feel like a four-hour wait time, you, you you can cancel that. And if they give flack about it, you wait until Monday or Tuesday, but that's when you're bored at home or, you know, during the workday and like, about time for me to lay into somebody's ass at customer service. Well, anyways, I show up at 6.10 and the food's not ready. And there is one table in the middle of the B-dubs and a bunch of angry people wondering where their food is because they had the same problem I had. If you ordered it too, you could have gone to the store, bought whatever in the <laughs> hell it was you ordered, brought it home, and cooked it from scratch. I know. I could have. I didn't have that time in my day, but yes, I could have. <laughs> Anyways, so now I'm sitting at the bar by myself at, at the end of the bar. There are people around, but I'm by myself. My family's back home. I said, I might as well go order a tall beer, sit there and watch the game. Thankfully, my family does not listen to this show. And by family, I mean wife. My father-in-law does, so he's not going to rat me out for this. But it was kind of nice to have a quarter to sit there and watch the game uninterrupted. So the second quarter I spent at B-dubs watching the game by myself drinking a couple of beers at the bar it was a good time and then i ended up finishing the game watching it on mute outside of my daughter's bedroom in the playroom tv making sure that she stayed asleep and did not come out of her bedroom to go get toys so i went from really enjoying it to kind of enjoying it like just watching it i could watch it and know what happens without sound but yeah the end of the game when when everything kind of went down i was just kind of sitting in silence you know, I feel like this day and age, surely you could run like wireless Bluetooth speakers off your TV or that TV. I could, but like, that's a lot of work at that point. It's wireless. It's Bluetooth. You hit a button. I know, but how often am I going to be doing that? Like, that seems like an unnecessary purchase for me. Well, you have Bluetooth speakers. You use them with your iPhone all the time. I know, but I just... Well, you just also sync it to the TV. I mean, you're the tech savvy guy here. I, I can barely take pictures. And if I'm telling you it sounds beyond easy, then we have really got some issues. You have to buy special TV Bluetooth headphones. Like your regular AirPods are not going to work with your TV. There's more than one type of Bluetooth? Well, no. Like you just have to buy TV specific because then you got to plug it into the output of the back of the TV. And then it has an antenna. Like it, there's oh, no okay. yeah, Bluetooth. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you now. Like I had to do that for the cabana yeah so it's a purchase I having a wireless speaker there but i thought it was just because the tv we had mounted up there was like my old one for my condo 
No, it's a racket because they won't like you. If you think like they could enable TVs with Bluetooth capability, I mean, it's already kind of there because you can do the Apple play where you can like my Samsung TV will take Apple and I can project from my Apple phone to the TV. If I can do that, why can't I listen on my headphones that compare with my Apple phone? Like it. Well, I guess too, like sound bars, those are all you know, wireless and Bluetooth now too, but I guess there's still the thing that comes off the TV that enables it all. Yeah. I assume. I haven't bought one in forever, but I assume that's how they work. I mean, this is the deepest analysis you're going to get of the Super Bowl anywhere, and that is really how to hook up wireless headphones on the back of your TV, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this has really turned into a dad-dork conversation, but I do have to say, incredibly exciting Super Bowl, more than I thought. One of the prop bets was, would any of the quarterbacks throw over 300 yards? Neither one threw over 300 yards yards matt stafford threw 283 yards and joe burrow through 263 yards if you look at the game stafford had three touchdowns to burrow's one but he also had two interceptions to burrow's none Bengals came back really 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 had a great second half thought that they were going to take command of the game obj went down in the first half and then you had cooper cup who just Dang, right? He stepped up. It always amazes me, especially from a receiver position, more than a running back, when someone like that just dominates a game, simply because you know that's where the ball's going. (laughs) OBJ's injured at this point, right? Like, but but too, like it's a receiver. You can do zone, you can double man cover. There's options. I mean, a running back, you still have to worry about the O line, the scheme, everything else going on on top of their abilities but a receiver they're on an island they're relying on their own ability and that's it and to know or not know but i mean you really do that's where the ball was gonna go and it did and it did and it did like jesus put three people on him i wouldn't care let's make somebody else beat you i mean i've always loved that line like make them do something else throw to someone else and someone other than who you thought was going to get the ball beat you don't lose that way so the interesting thing is cooper cup had eight receptions for 92 yards two touchdowns averaged 11.5 yards per catch that doesn't seem like mvp numbers to me how many were that final drive i mean a lot (laughs) (laughs) where matt stafford went 26 of 40 for 283 yards three touchdowns two interceptions does cooper cup just win the mvp out of default because Stafford had those two interceptions. If he didn't have the interceptions and the Rams had more of a convincing win, I feel like the MVP has to go to Stafford. He didn't do anything outside of what you thought. Granted, I think most people would have said, and there probably was a prop bet for this, I don't know, but Stafford throws two picks and they still win. (laughs) I would have took the opposite. And, you know, Stafford's a Georgia boy. I'm, I'm with him, but... How many of those eight for Cup were in that final drive? And like to me, that's where you earn your money. Final drive, fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. He got himself open. Yes, Stafford had to throw the ball. But again, you're a receiver. You're on your own. Like you have to work and do it all yourself. And he did. Amen. You know, on the other side of the ball, you can look at uh, Aaron Donald with two sacks kind of the whole defensive line they actually got in here there were a good number of sacks in the game 
you know, Ernest Jones had one, Sean Robinson had one, Leonard Floyd had one. I mean, the the Rams defense six times got to Burrow. So yeah, I mean, the, the way it went down at the end. I mean, you and I are both linemen. We get it to a degree, and I've always thought that when you see a final play like that and it goes down in a sack, it's who wanted it more. A hundred and ten percent. You you know in that huddle. All right, boys. We're beat, we're broke, we're tired. Suck it up, check yourself, just give it one more. I need five seconds, five effing seconds to do my job. Can you give me five seconds? And they couldn't. So yeah, they became the it. bungles <laughs> in the very but but to be fair, I think at that point, the refs who relatively were not a part of this game. So it, it had even gone to the point where the man, one of the best announcers ever, Al Michaels, was saying in his last NBC game, because his contract's over, I think he might still do some stuff here and there with NBC, but I think he's signing somewhere else and is no longer going to be doing NBC. I think they're going to put Mike Tirico in his spot for Sunday Night Football. But Al Michaels called out the fact that the refs had been relatively quiet, and when they came up, they came up big, and they gave the Rams about 18 million tries to get it into the end zone with about a minute and a half left in the fourth quarter and that was a hell of a time for the refs to wake up because they were letting them go there were some calls there now you could argue right the Bengals had and i don't know if you saw this play the Bengals to start the second half had this huge long touchdown the receiver completely pulled the rams cornerback for by you know he pulled the face mask it was it was blatant. It was missed by the refs, but the refs decide to then start calling stuff right in the goal line with a minute and a half left. There had to have been four or five holding or pass interference calls. No, I mean that 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 deep bomb was uh, pretty hilarious actually. I was like, ooh, I messaged my boys from school. I was like, I haven't seen the fish hook move since so and so took this girl home that time. I don't even want to know. This is one of those ones I'm going to keep in here for you, but I'm not asking the question. Yeah, I'm not going into more details, but but no, I mean, that play at the end, and I mean, I think every commentator forever has always said it. Every player probably has too. Don't let the refs decide the game. If it's that bad, call it. If you don't know and you got to look to your, like the other ref or you have to ask, it's a game. Did, did they have the technology they have now way back in the day? Hell no. Did plenty of people probably get away with plenty of things? Yeah. That's because you were savvy and you were smart enough to know how to do it. And I got like why they made the call because nine times out of 10, you can't see where the hand is. It's on the other side. And yeah, there's some pulling because that's football. And that's how you play the game. But for once there wasn't any pulling and the guy still got the flag. Like, Go to the booth. Look at the replay. Do something. Do due diligence. I'm sorry. Like So where I will leave it, and then I will, we're kind of at that halfway point where we got to talk about whiskey or people get mad at us. They might already be there. but They get mad at you. They get mad at me. 100% <laughs> they get mad at me over you. I will just say my philosophy here is if it's a blatant pull or a blatant hold, and you see cloth of jersey being stretched, all right, you got to call that. Anything else? Rubbing is racing at the goal line. You got to fight to get in at the goal line and as an offense, and you can't necessarily be handed it. And they were handed it in the biggest game of the year at the biggest moment of the year, and that's not right. It wasn't as bad as, um, remember that Saints game a few yeah. years back? That's still, for me, the worst ever, like, 
I hope all these refs got fired and I would never wish harm on anyone or like misfortune in life as far as losing a job. But when you F up that bad, somebody's got to pay the toll. I mean, I, I say this truly as a person who did not care who won the game. Part of me wanted the Bengals because they had, haven't won in forever. Part of me wanted the Rams because, you know, Stafford was kind of stuck in Detroit for so long. And it's kind of a way for, for him to redeem himself, which he did. But so I, I mean, there were pros and cons to both sides. I just didn't want to see the refs determine the outcome of the game. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. And the only tidbit I have there is they went out and they sold the farm on what they thought would get a championship. And they did. So kudos. You having a bad hair day? You're messing with your hair a lot. Oh, no. I took a shower earlier. I took a bath, too. Oof. Well, I am going to read a press release now. Yellowstone Bourbon debuts landmark edition bottles in celebration of its 150th anniversary. For a limited time, bottles of Yellowstone Select Bourbon will feature one of six different scenes from the park that first inspired the brand in 1872. So this is available now at retail. Bottles of Yellowstone Select Bourbon are at Limestone Branch Distillery. They feature one of the six famous park landmarks, Lower Yellowstone Falls, Old Faithful, the Grand Prismatic Spring, Minerva Terrace, Roosevelt Arch, and Lamar Valley. Yellowstone Bourbon was first introduced in 1872 to honor the park's remarkable beauty and pioneering spirit, Limestone Branch distillery has continued the tradition of supporting the park through its ongoing partnership with the national parks conservation association really cool limestone branch has donated nearly two hundred and ten thousand to the organization and they're going to donate a dollar fifty to the npca for every bottle of yellowstone whiskey sold represent representing a guaranteed donation up to thirty thousand these will be available nationwide at a suggested retail price of 39.99 until supply last and that's all i gotta say about that the bottling is commemorative but the juice isn't necessarily limited rare any nuances about it that stand out did i gather that correctly well right now yellowstone select is yep it's 93 proof this is 93 proof it doesn't say anything it says i think that's the normal msrp and i feel like if there was any kind of aged stocks in there whether their own or you know source whatever they would make lighter note of that because you know that's what you do for marketing well i think you're on to something there sherlock holmes but i like the msrp it's the same and they're given a large portion of it to benefit something it's easy to get behind i agree 100 percent. why should we even review this it's a great price it's a drinker <laughs> well, <you laughs> let's, let's I mean, just like, call it a night you know there's times you'll be like hey Here's this LE from so-and-so, and we're going to do great things with it. We're donating this money. And by the way, it's our normal product, but we're upcharging you because we're donating. Well, you're not donating shit. You upcharged. I mean, you're donating, but you know what I mean? Like, eh, you take anything out of your own pocket or are you taking my donation? Well, and even if they added a dollar fifty though for the donation from every bottle, I don't think anyone could complain. It's not like they're saying, "Hey, we're tacking on ten bucks here." It's like, no, no, but I mean, it, it does exist from time to time, and if that doesn't chap your ass, then something's wrong with you. <laughs> I agree. It is the regular Yellowstone. We have talked about that on the show. I will just say super big kudos to Limestone Branch for putting out a solid drinker at that price. I mean, we talk all the time that 
30 to $50 whiskey is that big category that I see a lot of growth in. I see a lot of brands wanting to live there. I think it's harder and harder to find that sub 30 drinker in certain places. We're lucky that being, you know, in the Kentucky, Tennessee area that we're able to find a lot of those good bottled and bonds that are under $20 or your know, old tub is still plentiful at 22 early times bottled and bond old Bardstown bottled and bond Everett William bottled and bond then you have the JW Dant JTS Brown all those kind of things that range that gamut at about 100 proof we can get some people don't have good drinkers the further you get from that epicenter or they have them and their price a little bit higher or at least for me personally, I feel like, um, you know, if I had to pick maybe five non big name distilleries that are, you know, doing their own thing, but also still kind of younger, Yellowstone's in that top five for me. It has been, you know, we've talked about and tinker with the idea of trying to, you know, get with them and, and, and do a pick. And, uh, you know, I feel like to me, when you talk to, I guess, like kind of the right people that get into things, nerd out, look towards the future and who's doing things the right way and putting out a good product at a right price, you know, like Nate with 5280. Out in Colorado, yeah. You know when we were when we were at KBF, you know he and I and Fonte and Steve Beam and a few other guys sat around and had cigars and bullshitted for you know an hour, hour and a half. It's one of those things where when you when you see the right people that that know folks and show their support for them, you just kind of get that feeling of like, all right, th- this is one of the things I need to keep my eyes on. They're going the right places in the right direction. Yeah, Nate is really close with them, and we respect Nate a whole hell of a lot. That definitely had us all perk up, and we all made sure to spend some time around the table with them. That point, I had already twisted my knee. So, (laughs) (laughs) Big cat down. Big cat went down because Big cat wanted to wear some boots and some muddy grass. I'm across KBF. We got you a cigar. Hey, bleep. Not bro. My knee hurts. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Have fun. Smoke one for me. Uh, We got notes on this. You want me to lead, bud? You go ahead and lead. I'm going to refine my notes. Oh, wow. Hope it's a nice comb. Terrible joke, by the way. Hope it's a nice comb. Yeah, like a fine tooth comb. Refine. We all know you don't have hair, so it's what else are you using a comb for besides your back? My front. (laughs) it's valentine's day jesus (laughs) so on this one i i really thought like right away the char hits but then it also quickly yields to a a nice sweet corn that comes in behind it upon revisiting this a couple of times i felt like the corn even had a little more diversity into it with some you know peach or pear type fruit in the mid i don't get heat but i get a very good spice it's a nice turn. It seems very balanced. The viscosity works up. And yeah, there's times, like I say, initially right on, the char kind of hit. And then it really does a 180 into some sweet. And it does show youth at times, but it's really more of an accented flavor than it is a nuance. And I don't know, you know, I don't know how much, you know, time they did or didn't spend into the barrels and, and blending this, but I thought it came out really damn well. And for what I would assume is a somewhat younger product. It's, you know, layered or folded in or however you want to think of it nicely to where you do get a lot of different, um, you know, notes or accents. If you're a, a person that likes to say you check the boxes, this checks most of them. Some of the turns are a little harder than maybe the most like ideal dram ever, but end of the day, $39.99 and a nice portion goes to charity. I have no qualms with this whatsoever. 
agree with you, by the way, on the age on this, the regular one. And I don't know if this one in particular is the same. And I should look here. It says distilled and aged in Kentucky, bottled by Limestone Branch. The Yellowstone Select is a blend of four and seven year bourbons. Yeah, Tip some of their point. own and, and, and some sourced, right? And or finished cast, right? Didn't when the last yeah. one finished we did? Yeah. It could be the same kind of thing there, but I think you're right on the sense that, and you didn't mention the nose. I got a fair amount of corn on the nose as well. That sweet corn, not necessarily a popcorn, not a candy corn, like a caramel corn, but it was like sweet corn, that sweet yellow corn that you would eat off the cob. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't nose this. I, I just took it out of the Boston round. It's Valentine's day. Treat yourself. I know you didn't. That's why I wanted to make sure I mentioned the nose, but you're right. There's a smoothness in the front of the palate and then the spice really kicks up but it doesn't kick up until you know midway through my tongue the front of my tongue is still light and airy to the sense of it's not tingling or or burning right now where the rest of my tongue really has that spice burn and and i think it's the char mixed with the the rye spice that really kicks it up an extra notch when it hits there well i even got a little bit of what i equated to almost like a malt fizzy kind of feeling in that mid kind of up under that spice i think that's what gave me the viscosity out of it uh it's a funny thing to describe but you know what i mean like with uh, uh you know whoppers or whatever that kind of get that that fizzy feeling from the the malt ball you know yeah like that that kind of was there on the, on the bottom layer of the tongue I'm like, oh, okay i get into that I'm, I'm a malt fan here I completely agree. You know, I I was saying, I think there's a spice. I think there's some char, but overall for the price of this, for the fact that it is a limited offering for the fact that some of this is going to park conservation, park conservation as well. It's a no brainer. If I see this out in the wild, I'm getting another bottle easy what's the front label like of what they sent us because i haven't seen it assume like it's aesthetically nice on the eyes right yeah it's a good looking bottle nice looking bottle still old school cognac is shape embossed glass you could have that on your bar cart people ask a couple of questions they drink it neat they're gonna like it ice they're gonna like it cocktail unless it's me making it probably gonna like it that's a very um utilitarian bourbon i think i think that's a great way of putting it that (laughs) you know and and i'm not trying to say oh yeah it's good in a cocktail but i think it's versatile i think it is the athlete if you're looking at it in college recruiting it's a three-star athlete it's not the higher level yellowstone that's the four-star athlete that's the limited offering the true lto but it's a very solid three-star athlete it's versatile it could play on either side of the ball it could be neat it could be in a cocktail you could have it on special teams i don't know what that is in the equivalent in the cocktail world of what special teams would be but it could be on it could kick return pump return whatever you need it to do it's quick it's got good hands you'd enjoy it sounds like a good valentine's date to me on that note i'm gonna let zeke spend the rest of valentine's with himself you can find us on facebook at dad's drinking bourbon twitter bourbon dads instagram at dad's drinking bourbon we're both an in for this so thank you to limestone branch for sending us this whiskey to try zeke where else can the folks find us and if steve and uh or andor fonte listen uh Hopefully one day, probably spring or summer, we're going to try and get our asses up there to see you guys. We promise. Um, I won't twist my knee this time. But for now, uh, you can always find us in good old Music City, USA. Cheers. Ciao.